top ten classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends, to another mini-sode of Cult and Classic Podcast. These are the short episodes we bring you every Friday to tide you over until the next main episode on Tuesdays when we discuss two films, one mainstream and one cult, both of which are thematically linked. So this week, I'm really excited for this mini-sode uh, because I'm going to review the 2020 movie, late 2020. It actually just hit streaming uh, February 1st, 2021 film, Human Hibachi. Yes, it sounds gross and it is kind of gross. Uh, and I don't say that as a bad thing. We're going to talk about this movie, which is available right now, uh, streaming on Troma now and has been picked up by Troma, the world's oldest independent film studio who you know i enjoy uh let's talk about human hibachi um so you might be thinking hmm this sounds like a cannibalism movie and yes you are right it is a cannibalism movie it's written and directed by mario uh cerrito the third uh and i apologize mario if i'm saying your name wrong but um i'm famous for that so enjoy but no mario has made some very interesting films in the past in 2015 he made deadly gamble and then uh in in 2017 he made the listing uh about a a really high pressure uh real estate sale it was fascinating so i was really excited to dive into this one uh even though while i don't mind gore and i really appreciate practical effects uh, films that sort of appear to be gore-focused only are not always my favorite. That doesn't mean I don't like some of them, uh, many of them, but sometimes it just doesn't have enough story to keep me engaged through the gruesome, uh, and uh, or it doesn't have the effective presentation to carry a small budget that it has. I'm happy to say Human Hibachi doesn't really fit either of those categories. Yes, it's a gruesome film. Uh, yes, there's lots of raw meat being cut up, although, of course, we know in reality, probably it's not human meat, uh, although it's portrayed that way on film. Uh, I will say, for a film that seems heavy in the gore, it's actually pretty tastefully done. Um, so let's get right into what is the film Human Hibachi. The film Human Hibachi is a found footage film uh, filmed mostly from uh, so it's supposed to look like from a cell phone camera and occasionally security camera footage of a boyfriend who is filming his girlfriend's 35th birthday from start to finish. The idea being that he is capturing all the special moments as he makes her day as great as possible. Uh, the reality is, is that he is actually working for his restaurateur boss to uh, document her um, great day, which will culminate with her butchering and being fed to very wealthy salespeople from an unnamed company. Uh, and then the film will be uh, shipped to a market that deals in snuff films and weird fetish films overseas. So it's a gruesome concept. Not that it has been completely un not done before, but it is, uh, let, me, let me say that again. Not that it hasn't been done before in some form or another on uh, screen, but this is a fresh take uh, and it works pretty well. The same way that Cloverfield lent impending doom via found footage camera. Um, Human Hibachi does the same for the uh, ultimate dismemberment and cooking of humans. So it's a freaky thing. It's made even more freaky by realistic performances from cast and pretty decent 
acting across the board. Uh, the unfortunate birthday girl, Katie, is played by Elizabeth Gaynor. Elizabeth Gaynor uh, is no stranger to low-budget affairs. She's in the upcoming Mr. Blue Shirt, The Inspiration. Um, she was in uh, many, many shorts and has been in some some upcoming films as well. It was also a small role in The Worry Doll from 2019. She does a great job um, playing her ill-meaning boyfriend is um, Sofigatra Thang. I really apologize if I mess up your name. Uh, you did a great job, usually just doing voiceover behind the camera, um, but you've been in some interesting films as well, including the superhero pick Jade uh, from 2018. And then um, another real standout is Andrew Hunsaker, who plays the head of the wealthy businessman who is bankrolling the eating of these people. He's been in so many things. Great, great actor. Uh, played the man in House of Cards. Uh, played Pope Leo X in Pope, the most powerful, um, uh, most powerful man in history. Excuse me, I'm blanking on that name. Uh, great actor. And he does a really good job here being a very disturbing cannibal. Uh, and then we have sort of in, I, I think you would call it the lead role, um, Wataru Noshida, who plays Jin, who is the restaurant owner, who is sort of uh, collecting and preparing, or his staff is preparing these humans for consumption. It's This is a film that could have been very bad. It could have been um, nothing more than an attempt at exploitation with no story and no real effect behind its exploitation. And you know how much I hate that. I love exploitation films, but I'm not a fan of one that don't do it well. So I'm happy to say that Human Hibachi really succeeds in being a standout exploitation film. Why? Because its exploitation doesn't actually lie heavily in the... Um, the visuals, although those are competently done, it, it lies in the actions and uh, portrayal uh, of the events on screen. It's disturbing enough the idea that you have people willing to murder other people and feed them to others for money uh, and film it. Uh, but what's more disturbing is seeing portrayals of people acting very normal, but clearly fetishizing and aroused in in sexual but non-explicit ways by something like cannibalism. So, uh, for example, uh, Hunsucker's character uh, of the big boss who, who uh, has his three top salespeople come with him and eat of human flesh uh, in the base or in the kitchen of this restaurant after hours are terrifying. They start being, by being just normal, sort of everyday high roller businessmen in the West to being um, disturbing, blood squeezed in their faces through uh, ketchup bottles, urine drinking, um, testicle, human testicle eating monsters. It is truly a terrifying and progressive uh, ramping up of depravity. And What's amazing about it is that, as I said, it really isn't that explicit. Yes, we see beef and chicken cut up with fake blood on it that to look like human organs. We know those aren't real. Um, but it, it doesn't matter because the grotesqueness is really not what's, what's shocking here. It's the concept taken to this realistic extreme. Um, we also have uh, the police in on it at one point, and uh, we have the end of the film with... Uh, 
this sort of framing, um, I wouldn't even call it a framing story, this, this sort of epilogue that's just text that says this video was caught before it was shipped overseas. And, uh, but that doesn't mean that the people who are involved in this, this murder and, and cannibalism ring are not still at large. Uh, so it's just, it's a, it's, it's a great movie. Um, I actually am kind of blown away by it. I see why people like it. Um, it's done low tech but it's done very effectively. There are times when the uh, sort of cell phone-ish footage uh, stutters. There are times when it slows down and, and, and gets a little high pitched or has a ringing. And it actually does a lot to cause us tension, uh, physical tension that is subtle. Uh, we, we don't necessarily, we're so invested in what's on screen that we're not so concerned uh, with whether or not the sound is making some screeching noise or whether there's a little feedback that wasn't there before or whether the video is a little um, sluggish. And yet, because those things are happening, there's a high-pitched noise, the, the video is dragging out while the character is also drunk, uh, who's being you know victimized and soon to be eaten, it's, it just works to enhance the effect. And if I, you hear me struggling to find words to describe this, it's because unlike a lot of films where there is some sort of twist, which I often review, uh, and I give away the ending because I frankly don't think that it's a very powerful part of the film, uh, Human Hibachi actually got me. I didn't expect the twist coming. Uh, I think if you could make one argument against the ending, it's that it does go a little farther than it has to be with the story. It, it takes uh, characters uh, into new directions that I didn't necessarily need them to go to still be satisfied. That said, it wasn't unwelcome. Uh, I actually welcomed the additional information. I thought it was fine. And the fact that there's a sequel already being developed uh, excites me because the characters that they put in here and the events and the methodology uh, of their crimes that have taken place are really engaging to watch. Uh, this is the kind of thing that if it were true, if this were a true crime movie, um, people would be doing podcasts about it for decades. It is really interesting and I really enjoyed it. And uh, like I said, the cast does a great job. It's a very small cast. The locations are uh, well chosen. There's a couple of times where some of the location backdrops, if you look closely, are confusing. For example, they're supposed to be in a, a sushi restaurant, yet uh, in the kitchen there are um, bags of pita and uh, either meatballs or falafel. Probably not a sushi restaurant. But again, if you're paying attention to that, you're either a reviewer like me or you're not paying attention to the movie because you're going to be much more engaged in the severed torso hanging in the meat locker or um, the, is this person going to get away or are they not going to get away or uh, are they really going to eat that? Um, now, so words of warning, while this isn't what I would categorize as a gore film really because there's not, you know, melted faces and, and torn rib cages uh, spewing gore, uh, it is graphic in other ways. Uh, if you don't want to see a fake severed penis cooked and eaten, uh, this isn't the movie for you. That said, the stuff like that that people could find really repulsive, I put forward that it's only moderately repulsive because they're clearly fake. Um, that said, the acting on display, uh, especially from the salespeople, uh, are, is so stellar that they're committed 100%. Um, what they're eating to them is human beings. And uh, the fact that it's, it's gelatin or other things really doesn't matter at all. 
So I want to give a shout out to Mario Cerrito III and the entire cast and crew of Human Hibachi. This is a really enjoyable film. It's something I hadn't seen before. It's a breath of fresh air in the found footage category film era. It's about an hour and a half, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. And there's a lot of opportunity for future stories based on this. So I'm looking forward to the sequel. Uh, it's, it's classy exploitation, if that makes sense. Uh, some of you that will sound like slander, but you know, so be it. With that said, there is uh, there there are one or maybe two scenes of brief nudity. I think really only one, and it's not you know, it's really it's really nothing so titillating that you would call it a sexploitation film. Uh, also, I really appreciate that the film's sexual perversion, that vibe of of, of sexploitation, comes from these cannibals treatment of the eating of a human being it is in no no one you know uh, uh there's no rape there's no assault uh, uh sexual assault rather in this film uh and it doesn't need it it is more disturbing to see the behavior of these cannibals than it is to see any of that other stuff simulated on the screen so kudos to them uh i'm really excited to share this movie with people if it sounds if you want an experience you, you're not used to this kind of cinema give this one a shot um it the budget is perhaps a little shocking if you're not used to ultra low budget films at first, uh, but the there is a small framing uh, scene before and after and once in the middle of this movie uh, where people are watching the footage, and that is perhaps the lowest budget um, feeling material. And uh, and I don't know that it was wise to open and close with that simply because of um, how much at odds it seems with the rest of the movie which is quite well produced uh for for such a small production but it does work uh with the story narratively so i understand why they went with that just stick through it it's going to make sense it's going to work and this is a this is a good movie uh, it's sort of a, a non-sexy uh uh non-hentai eroji take on the japanese film from switchblade pictures a uh, cool restaurant um it's got that kind of grody vibe of like Noriko's dinner table, although never pushing it that far. Just watch Human Hibachi. It's a good movie. I really liked it. If you're into horror and gore and cannibalism's not off the table for you, give it a watch. Let me know what you think about it. Write us at cultandclassicpodcast at gmail.com. To play us out, as always, is the Chud with All About Evil. And go ahead and rent this film uh, uh, on Trauma Now. Pick it up when it comes out. Support. Uh, these filmmakers who are making good, unique, independent, low-budget films so they can keep doing it and keep honing their craft. And as for us, write reviews at Colton Classic Podcast uh, wherever you find it. Podcast Attic, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Podcast, etc. We love you and have a great night. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com, where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.